Hello. Welcome to Story on the Spot. While Kevin works out some audio issues and touches his uh, phone's camera several times. My name is Jim Heskett. That is Kevin Tomlinson over there. And down here is R.A. McGee. And I believe momentarily, Mr. Nick Thacker should be joining us. Hey, look, there he is. Jim's crappy camera. I don't even know what that's all about. Yeah, oh. I didn't have time. Something good. <laughs> well, guys, hold on one second. We'll be right back. And that is our new introduction for Story on the Spot. Woo! I figured we should at least be as professional Epic. as The Kevin Show. <laughs> at least. hey -o. Um, All right. And that, uh, yeah, that's a new, our new video intro featuring music by Mr. Nick Thacker. Uh, Nick, do you still do Sonata Inscribe? Yeah, but I deleted the website on accident, so um, that happened. <laughs> yeah, our... Uh, our author down here, Nick, is also a composer. And um, oh, wait. Kevin's trying to come back in. Let's see. Have we talked worked. about the Band-Aid on the head yet? Is that are we gonna? Uh, yeah, I thought it was like a early test prototype Nelly Halloween costume prototype. That's what I was thinking. It's definitely like something well, he's trying to get trained. You know the thing. No, the thing is, like, you guys know the trouble I've been having with the the tree for all these weeks, and. Mm -hmm. It it this morning when I was writing it finally attacked, and like it got it too close and it came after me and I'm kind of embarrassed. I mean, you can see it's back where it wants to be. Uh, it's mad. That's why it's lit up. But I thought I'd I, it's you know we have an uneasy understanding right now. I thought I could get a, a brown bandage. It kind of matches my brownness and maybe mm. camouflage it a little. So I'm a little upset that you noticed so fast, Nick. Mm, mm. <laughs> it's first thing I saw. It's actually the only thing I can see. But that's that's what this is for. This, the Ko Kid, K -O -Kid. Took, care, K -O Kid. took care of the camera. Uh, took care of the Christmas tree. All right, everybody. Welcome to Story on the Spot. Let me explain a little bit about what we do here. This oh, is. What are we looking uh, at? Uh, What's over there? I don't know. Did you see that? Uh, it's an author improv show where we are going to pitch some stories. Kevin is still looking. Mm -hmm up toward the heavens. I don't know if your answer is up there, Kevin, or not. Uh, here we go. I'm going to share my screen. Nope, that's just me. Do, do, do. First of all, last week's winner, Mr. Kelvin Tumlinson. Yay. Congratulations, Kevin. Yay, I won. <laughs> <laughs> and so today we have a bonus word, and that is cattywampus. Depending on what part of the United States you're from, you might know this word, you might not. Uh, something in disarray that is askew or something that isn't directly across from something. For example, a post office might be cattywampus from the library. It's also known as kitty-cornered. Hmm. But, but usually oh. the word, I heard it refer to a chaotic situation. That's what I thought it was. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Askew. So that is the... Uh, cattywampus. Things went cattywampus. Lisa Badger says, good evening. <coughs> evening. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Evening. Um, all right. So let's get into our first story. I'm going to read this little uh, um, tidbit of a story here. And then these three guys are going to pitch. And then you watching and listening can vote on which pitches you thought are were the best. Hot Pursuit. 
Two men in Belgium felt the heat recently when they accidentally got locked in a shipping container full of cocaine in a huge port there. That day, temperatures reached a record of 104 degrees Fahrenheit, stifling the young men who had entered the container to remove the drugs, according to prosecutors. As the mercury rose, they desperately called a police emergency number, and when police finally found them two hours later, they gratefully gave themselves up. Port workers were videoed pouring water over the pair to try or lower their body temperatures. So, uh, it didn't say in the story, but this was in Antwerp, Antwerp, Belgium. A couple guys going to look for some cocaine, got trapped inside a shipping container. I got you. I can go. Nobody. I'll be the sacrificial lamb. Uh, All right. What do you got? First pitch of the day. Okay. So I think I can. I think I can provide an answer for us here. Okay. I provide an answer as to as to what happened. Um, I think that if you go into Belgium, there's really one uh, large uh, cocaine kingpin. Okay, and he runs everything with an iron fist. Well, the problem is, um, you know, as you guys know from running your own small businesses eventually you need to start delegating things to people where you just can't get stuff done. And so our cocaine kingpin decided that uh, the best way to figure out uh, among his two kingpins who was best suited to be his right hand uh, was to have a little competition. See, the problem is these two have had a lot of infighting and a lot of problems. You know, things were getting all cattywampus with the way that they were behaving. And so eventually the kingpin said, you know, I'm not, I love that, dude. Uh, <laughs> um, eventually the kingpin said, I, you know, I can't deal with this. This is not the way I want to do things. So he locked them in the container. All right. And he locked them in there uh, with a single knife and said, one of you is going to come out and whoever comes out is going to be my right hand. Well, the problem is the guys, they really weren't as tough as they were ascribing to be. So they got in there. They both lost their nerve. They realized there was no other way out, so they had to call the cops uh, and deal with the uh, embarrassment uh, that they're both still alive. And the uh, the kingpin is going to uh, ultimately come after them, and they're going to have to team up and try to bring the whole house down on the kingpin's head. So superhero team up. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Mr. R.A. McGee. All right, Kevin or Nick, do either of you have a story hey, you'd like to pitch? Um, sure. Oh, did Kevin say something? I was going to, but go ahead. Okay. All right. I'll go. Um, here's the deal. We get classic, classic situation of, uh, of, of, a, of a, let's all just <laughs> classic case of a, um, there's our screenshot. There's a screenshot. There you go. <laughs> Long-term uh, drug running scheme. Our kingpin uh, it has an in with the local police in Belgium to get the uh, the drugs into circulation. The way it works is the um, the guy he's working with, the police officer he's working with in, in Antwerp, um, is siphoning off drugs from what comes into the vault uh, or the police in, uh, uh, evidence locker. And so all he has to do is just have somebody get caught with the drugs and then it ends up in a police evidence locker where the guy can wrap it up in paperwork for many years and even, you know, just siphon it off as they go. Um, and the chief of police, uh, or sorry, the, 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 um, the head of the station there in Antwerp is uh, uh, able to turn the other way, is happy to turn the other way if um, 
if he's allowed to just get somebody to, to throw in jail so that everybody just seems to think, you know, okay, cool, it's being handled. Um, so the kingpin is simply punishing two young guys who want to be part of the gang, um, but they were uh, they were caught using the the drug. And everybody knows as a drug dealer, you uh, can't be using your own your own supply. Can't and get so high on your own supply, man. Can't take it high on supply. So he, uh, he he threw him in the shipping container as punishment, knowing that it was going to solve a bunch of problems for him. He uh, he gets the kids out of uh, out of the, out of the way. Um, he potentially dying in the process, which is even better. Um, he gets him thrown into a prison, so the chief of police is happy, and he gets the drugs into the police locker where his uh, his buddy can uh, can start selling them on the street. All right, thanks, Nick. And that just leaves you, Mr. Tomlinson. Do you have a pitch? Do you have a pitch first? <laughs> And I'm going to call it Caddy Wampus Kingpins. Oh, That's yeah. The, the whole time in my story, everything was Caddy Wampus. No, no. <laughs> Silence. <laughs> too little, too late, Thacker. No, no. <laughs> I like, I like, I, I'm, I'm glomming on to the Kingpin. I was going to say Kingpin in the first place, but then everybody stole it. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. So, ca- Caddy Wampus Kingpins. So, what we've got is actually, this is a period story. This is a Ooh. 1980s era story. And what we've got are two rookie undercover cops who are being put into service trying to bring down this, uh, this drug ring. And, uh, but unbeknownst to the police, they're actually trying to get into the cocaine business. So they actually arrange for this uh, cargo container and they, they go and ostensibly they're going to quote, bust it, but they're only going to deliver half the drugs and they were going to take the other half and start their own crime empire on the street. But while they're in there, they get trapped in the container. And uh, when it's all said and done, they, they call in uh, for backup, and they basically end up fooling the police, the rest of their uh, teammates, into thinking that they actually had to go in there and lock themselves in to keep the drug lords from ga- gaining access to the drugs. So they end up becoming heroes, and they have a change of heart in, in, in classic 80s style, they have a change of heart and become good cops taking down bad guys on the street. <laughs> Did you guys see Nick disappearing and vanishing and now he's turned da, da, into brick? Da. I don't even understand what's happening down there. That's I thought it was die. me. I thought it was <laughs> an Irish coffee I had this now morning. He's brick. Now, now he's back. brick thacker. I'm a brick guy. <laughs> brick thacker. There brick you thacker. go. Break that. I should leave and come back in and change my name. That, that. you don't have. You can just uh, if if you like double click on your name. What? Yeah, you, you can that? change it in stream. <laughs> Today I learned. Okay, guys. Next up, dun, 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 oops, bonus round. Bonus All right. Round. I need everyone to pitch me a thriller about Jack Reacher being late for Very an appointment, and he can't it find did. his card. Yeah, I didn't like it. I liked bricks more. Who could pitch me a thriller about Jack Reacher being late for an appointment and he can't find his car keys? Mm. Dun, 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 dun. Don't hey, if you're watching, don't forget. Uh, Desiree wants to know if you're part of the he thing. Looks Mr. Ben Grimm pulls off a mask and he's. <laughs> How did Kevin win that one? Are you kidding? Uh, I, right, hey, yeah, I got story. something. That was the best. Mm-hmm. I got something. Uh, so Jack Reacher um, has an appointment. And uh, he leaves the house and realizes that he doesn't have his car keys. Uh, and he's, it's a very important appointment, appointment, and he can't be late. And so he looks around, sees that no one's looking, 
and uh, decides to smash through the uh, the window of a of a nearby um, Mercedes with his foot, and then break in. And of course, he knows how to hotwire a car because he's Jack Reacher. So he hotwires the car and pulls out the parking lot, um, driving you know normal speeds because he's just trying to get to his appointment, not trying to get any attention. But then he realizes there's an under, unmarked police officer, police car, um, somewhere in the parking lot, and they pull him over. And now Jack Reacher has to try to explain why he broke into someone's car uh, without explaining that he he's Jack Reacher and has an appointment somewhere across town. Uh, and then the twist ending is that you find out it's just a dentist appointment and his tooth really hurts. <laughs> so I think I think if I were to pitch it, I would say that uh, Jack Reacher, uh, he wakes up late for an appointment and he runs outside and he... Uh, stands in the in the parking lot and he's patting himself down for his keys and then he remembers that he doesn't own anything so of course he doesn't have any car keys and that as a result of too many blows to the head he's got some cte and i think that the end of our story is jack uh trying to get an mri and and getting a little bit of help uh uh for his uh traumatic brain injuries that he's suffered over all the years and that that's actually the appointment that he's late for is the appointment that he can't even remember because brain problems can can it end with him uh tattooing something on his arm and then we find out that the whole jack reacher series has been a prequel to memento memento is an amazing movie it's i'm so so glad you mentioned that today what if we find out that jack reacher discovers he's like severely autistic after the mri and that's why he wants to beat everybody up all the time and and he's just big and strong enough to do it and it's just unfair yeah, like a lion, a lion with opposable thumbs. Ouch, that's a dark timeline. Or <laughs> <laughs> it's all a prequel to a phenomenon with John Travolta. Kevin, are you frozen? Are you there? I haven't. You've been holding your I, hand in that place for about two minutes. Oh, okay. Well, I'm, I, I thought you trouble. were just thinking really hard. <laughs> I was thinking hard. Did I get to? Do, did I win? Did I win? <laughs> do you have a pitch do you have a pitch for jack reachers uh, for jack reacher so Ari stole mine i was gonna say jack reacher doesn't own anything that's the whole point of jack reacher uh so what happens is realizing jack reacher doesn't own anything and so therefore wouldn't have car keys he pulls off his mask and reveals that he's actually tom cruise and then he remembers that his car keys were hanging on the hook by the door but Tom if Cruise you, had fooled himself. If you don't get the Tom go Cruise ahead. jokes, then go back and watch episode 15 because there were lots and lots of Tom Cruise shenanigans. Um, oh, there was something I forgot to mention at the top of the show. We now stream on the YouTubes. So hey, if, you you're, if you are a never Facebooker and, you know, I know it'd be probably odd if you were watching this and you were a never Facebooker on Facebook, but if that's the case... And you want to watch on YouTube, you can do that. You know, nobody's going to stop you. Uh, and you watching, leave us some comments. Let us know who won that last round. Kevin. And <laughs> according to Kevin, it was Kevin. Here is our next story. It's called Just Too Easy. One out of me. one Kevin degree. <laughs> Uh, Michael Hargrave strolled into a U.S. bank in Cleveland, Ohio on Monday with a note demanding cash from a teller. This is a robbery. Don't nobody get hurt. Unfortunately for the robber, he wrote the note on the back of a document he had received from the Ohio Bureau of Motor Vehicles, which included his full name and address. 
The teller gave Hargraves $206 and summoned police who later arrested him. Hmm. So homeboy. Okay. Nope. Kevin, you got here's something? What I think happened. Yeah. Here's what I think happened. Uh, he was being forced to go in and rob the bank. That was my and, idea. Uh, Crap. He had, uh, there were people tr- who, who uh, got in touch with him, told him, look, if you don't go rob the bank, then we're going to, we're going to kill your wife. And uh, so he goes in and he, he's thinking fast and he figures out um, if I give them this note with this written on the back of this thing, they'll know it's me. They'll come find me and they can rescue me and my wife. And so he does that. But then it turns out that his wife was actually the one who plotted and planned all of it. Uh, and so he ends up being uh, exonerated and his wife goes to prison. Dun, dun, dun. Dude, dun, that dun, was like dun. almost verbatim the idea that I had thought of, including the part about the wife. That would be the twist ending. <laughs> that was the twist ending. Yeah. Well, ridiculous. It's bad. What we have here is a classic case of Nick Thacker and Kevin Thompson being the same brain. <laughs> Which is why I'm going to allow Kevin to give me my story uh, now. <laughs> okay. So here's Nick's story. <laughs> <laughs> Are we ready? Hmm. Somebody's got to start talking. I will. I'll go. I'll go. I'm happy. All I'll right, let. I'll let. Yeah, I'll let uh, Nick, Rick. Nick I'll let Rick take a second. Think. Yeah, Rick <laughs> needs a second. Um, so I think that what's happening here is um, we're dealing with some very divergent timelines. Okay, and what's happening is. Uh, Michael Hargraves, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Umbrella Academy, okay, but Michael Hargraves is one of the lesser known members of the Umbrella Academy, all right? And so he's been wrapped up in all of the time-hopping shenanigans that the crew has pulled put on in the last uh, couple of seasons. And so he's to the point now where he's part of the group and he's trying to help them, and he overheard them saying that you know, they needed to get into a safety deposit box to retrieve a MacGuffin to stop, you know, Kate Walsh from destroying the world or whatever's going on there. And, uh, you know, the reason why they sideline him is he's not really that bright. So he goes in there just saying, hey, you know, give me the MacGuffin. Give me the MacGuffin. You know, give it to me. And the, 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 the you know, give me the MacGuffin. And so the, uh, the teller has no idea what he's talking about, but Michael's not too title. bright. Yeah, Michael's not too bright, and so he gets a little bit of money, and then he goes out to see, you know, Vanya and and Diego and Luther and everybody else, and, uh, you know, they have to time hop out of there because Michael's just messing things up like he always does. So I just think he's an unfortunate uh, add-on to the Umbrella Academy. All right, thank you, Mr. R.A. McGee. Nick, you've been deep in thought, very pensive Mm. over the last couple minutes. Well, won't you be amazed to hear that my idea is (laughs) <laughs> just that much better now <clears throat> um so this was all a classic story of the uh the teller coming up with a with a plot to get some money from the bank um when she started working there um uh, we got a female protagonist and uh she is um interested in the basically the 10 percent reward fee um that is of course it's not publicized by the bank but it's something that um the bank president has uh has has put in the the contract that basically we will uh, 
um, reward any any person who is the victim of a uh, of a of a robbery um, and holds their uh, keeps their cool. Um, it's just sort of like a, a, a grievance payout kind of thing. Um, so she knows about this. She's she's read this in some of the fine print and she's seen um, some some of the some some of the the documentation about it. Um, and she knows that uh, that it's it's gonna it's gonna work. And so what she does is um, basically pays this guy to uh, to get caught. Um, and like a really good story happens after that that goes cattywampus, um, and then it ends with like a really cool twist ending. What twist I, ending? I forgot to say. <laughs> <laughs> and that well, twist yeah, ending. My idea. Be... He the whole thing, and then I couldn't stop thinking about it. So that's my idea. <laughs> I just want to remind everyone watching and listening that we, the authors, they do not see these stories. I am the only one who sees the stories. They are literally seeing them for the first time, and then they're coming up with story ideas like thirty seconds later. So. If you don't understand the uh, the craft and the talent that goes into, mm-hmm. and if you've ever wondered why Nick Thacker novels are kind of boring, um, <laughs> now you know. Nobody, All right, this nobody's is nobody's wondering that. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch! Wow, <laughs> doing some aloe. Holy! Crap. I know that could I know that could come across as a compliment, um, but rest assured, people listening, it was not. It was not. <laughs> no. Um, okay, so this this might sound a little funny the way I pronounce this. Appreciate that. In our final story, this word might sound a little funny the way I pronounce it, but I tell you, it is correct for Colorado, the Buena Vista Burrito Bandit. Buena. It's well in Colorado, you say Buna. I know that's not right, but that's what it is in Colorado. And I'm going to do a Colorado accent on this one. This is going to be exciting. In late May, an inmate at Buna Vista Correctional Facility in Buna Vista, Colorado, tipped off officials that an employee was bringing drugs into the prison. Soon after, the Department of Corrections nabbed their man, Trevor Marsden, a corrections officer. Officials found a burrito in Marsden's lunchbox. But besides the typical ingredients one might expect to find, it also contained 91 grams of meth, 26 grams of heroin, and 46 strips of suboxone. That's my Colorado accent. Mm. Marsden reportedly said he paid a thousand bucks. He was paid a thousand bucks to bring the drugs into the prison. He was charged with first degree introduction of contraband and three charges of unlawful possession of a controlled substance. He also lost his job. This is our final story today. So everyone has one more chance to score that point. So, you know, Nick, do you want to, do you want to grab first so no one else can yeah, steal yeah, the story in your head? Sure. Yep. That, that's probably fair. I think I'm the only one that hasn't gone first yet. So I probably should. So Marsden um, is uh, basically, this is a classic case of uh, bait and switch, a kind of a sleight of hand, sleight of hand. He has been paid $1,000 um, by who he thinks is a drug runner, drug uh, uh, kingpin uh, from Belgium, Antwerp, actually, um, to bring drugs into the prison with, um, you know, through the burrito. This is like the fifth time that he's done it. Um, but what he doesn't know, and the way the, the story ends up taking a turn, is uh, that suboxone is used in a brand new um, uh, a brand new makeup of a of a bomb like a pipe bomb type thing and so he's been funneling um the suboxone in there which is an opiate you know an opioid and uh everyone thinks it's just he's trying to get drugs in the prison what he's actually doing is he's getting suboxone in there so that they can mix it with um you know uh, ammonia uh, whatever in the kitchen 
Um, and I'm totally making up the chemistry, but you know, we could we can iron that out later. That's that's no, the, you're not. No, you're not. You're doing job. all right. <laughs> that's the editor's job, right? So, you're doing and right. uh, and it's going to create this really explosive compound um, that they can then use as like a plastic explosive almost type thing um, to break out of prison. And so he has uh, inadvertently led. Um, uh, the chapter one inciting incident of uh, blowing a hole in the side of the prison, everybody figuring out how in the world it happened. Um, that's the story. That's really what's happening here. That is the story, according to Mr. Nick Thacker. All right, let me put this back up here for a second. Um, Kevin has faded to black, so we don't know what's going on with him. I, I can hear you guys. Can you hear no. me? <laughs> yeah, we can hear you fine. I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I think you're too close to the camera. Back up, Kevin. Am I, am I not supposed to put my nostril over the lens? <laughs> I don't think it's that's written down anywhere. I don't think it's right, a rule. At least I got a picture. You guys can okay, see Kevin me. or R.A., who of you would like to go first? I, uh, I feel like I'm at a disadvantage because I'm. This is I'm I'm in a dark I'm in a very dark room right now, guys. I'll do this thing for you if you want. <laughs> but i'm mooning all of you right now nick can do all your hand gestures while you're while you do the story nick can act it out for you all right all i'll right. go while kevin figures out uh, a way back to the light or something you know <laughs> <laughs> so uh i think that our uh our inmate um is 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 being this is all about self-preservation see uh the corrections officer, you know, Marsden, he is actually uh, abusing the inmate, okay? He's just, he's taking his food, he's, you know, working him over, you know what I mean? He's doing, you know, tossing his cell for no reason, uh, you know, they took him down and tasered him, you know, there's all these problems uh, just because he doesn't like, you know, the inmate. And so the inmate, you know, isn't the brightest guy, but he's trying to figure out, you know, what can I do with this? Everything, you know, I'm just trying to do my time and everything is getting cattywampus. How can I, how can I save myself? I'm going to need, I'm going to need some help because I can't do it on my own. Well, the inmate gets help from the outside. All right. And he has, uh, he has one of his siblings sneak into Marsden's house. All right. And plant the burrito in, in there. Right. He plants the burrito and the whole goal is to take Marsden down and to get him uh, kicked off the force so that the inmate can actually survive and do his time. OK. And at the very end of the story, Marsden gets uh, he gets fired. He gets taken out. The inmates good. Everything. Everything's working out. He's going to be able to do his time in peace. We find out that the inmates name is Michael Hargreaves who was put into jail for robbing a bank of $206. And the people on the outside that were helping him was the rest of the Umbrella Academy. And uh, that's how that story ends. So, All right. Thanks, R.A. That was great. Kevin. <laughs> I, have, I, I got no idea what any of you people said, but I thought it was awesome. <laughs> but Kevin, I guess you have a blank slate then if you didn't hear any of the first two pitches. Okay. So now that my entire presentation has started off, Caddy Wampus, uh, 
This is the one about the guy with the the drug burrito, right? I'm I'm completely yep. off track now. This is drug burrito. Buen, buena, 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 what was it? Buena Vista. Buenia. Buenia Vista. <laughs> so okay. Um, uh, okay. So this is a this is misdirection. So someone in the prison is trying to distract. Uh, all the officials on the outside of the police and everyone else by causing a ruckus that's big enough that everyone will look the other way while they pull something off. So what's happened is a high-profile prisoner in the prison has arranged to make an escape. And what they've done is they pull off, they've basically gotten dirt on the warden and a couple of the, uh, a couple of the guards, and they've, uh, they've got you know, leverage over them. Like his, this guy's uh, contacts on the outside have their families or you know, they've, dug it up, they've dug up dirt or something like that. And so uh, what they've done is they set up one of the employees of the prison and they just sent him this ridiculous drug-filled burrito because who would ever, this is that's a ridiculous thing, this burrito full of drugs. And so they make it so, so crazy that it ends up uh, causing a big stir. The press get involved. Everybody's watching that. And while they're turning cells and getting all that stuff uh, sorted, finding out who this guy was, our high-profile prisoner manages to make his escape with the help of the warden and a couple of guards. So this guy is just a patsy. He's a burrito patsy. And so his life gets turned cattywampus while the, uh, while this kingpin goes free and goes on the lookout for two undercover cops that he knew in the 80s who uh, were supposedly big heroes, but who screwed him over over a shipment of drugs. And that guy was Jack Reacher. <laughs> and then he pulled off his mask. He pulled off his mask, <laughs> and he was Ethan Hunt. Oh, right. He pulled uh, off his mask and was Maverick from... Pop all right doing, doing some risky business doing some risky business yep uh all right uh ladies and gentlemen that is about it my wife is texting me legends of the fall <laughs> what is he in that wasn't that brad pitt <clears throat> i don't know that was tom cruise pulls off his mask and he's l ron hubbard <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen thanks for joining us for episode 16 of story on the spot and um vote for kevin vote for kevin or ra or nick don't vote for me because i can't actually accumulate points it doesn't work that way for me if you go down to the bottom story on the spot live that has all our previous episodes and has our websites and more information about the show and uh uh Lisa thinks Nick got the final round. All right, everyone, thanks for watching. And you know what? Uh, we're going to see you next week. Adios.